hey, look what your drink is doing to my nice coasters. What are you drinking there? What is that? Apple juice? Honestly, what is floating at the top of it? Bugs and cat hair. There's something floating at the top. I'm actually drinking um, alcohol tonight for tonight's oh, episode. Oh, are you? Yeah, it's a late night episode. First late nighter, so I had to pull out the, the drinks. I think it's like 0.1% alcohol. It's like 0. 0.0. <laughs> actually, well, kombucha just... does have some alcohol in it. There's legit shit floating. She's drinking kombucha, by the way. It's no, not it's alcohol. alcohol. This is straight it's, whiskey. We're both drinking whiskey. All I need is a cigar, but Dev won't let me smoke a cigar. I would let you smoke a cigar. In your basement? Yeah. You would not. It would smell like cigars in here for months. I mean, that might be a vibe considering I'm Joe Rogan's That's what I'm saying. Every time somebody goes on Joe Rogan, they're like, they have a cigar and and whiskey. And they they puff it like... Yeah. I could be a pro. Although I'd probably get lightheaded (laughs) and get really fucking nauseous and not be able to continue the show. That'd be funny. We'd just start puffing on cigars. It would be. I don't know how to feel right now that I'm sitting across from... uh, a million, a million view in, in how many days? I, three days. I think, I, think I got two. lucky. No, I think it was two days. It was like two and a half. You didn't get lucky. You put in work. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about it. I don't know. You're dating a celebrity. Pretty much. I mean, you weren't always a celeb and I liked you before you were a celebrity. So, oops, that is sorry. True. Um, I liked you when you I were, like this when, new table that you, you have were, here. When you were just a little boy. Ew, Dev. You always say ew and I don't mean it that way. That's so wrong. Okay, so if, if anybody's watching because they actually don't know you and they want to <laughs> get to know you, Brandon is my boyfriend. I am. For how long now? Almost. Almost th- th- two, two years. years. We're not three yet. I almost said three. <laughs> if it was three, I think we'd be a little bit more bored with each other oh my god it's so wrong well you know sometimes when relationships are going on for a, a little bit it gets a little boring you just got to do things to spice it up i think we're still we're still pretty good at that mm-hmm. but um take it away brandon tell him who you are give him the well, goods first off i knew dev since i was like a kid basically how much older am i than you like three years i think it's three i'm 25 two. No, it depends it's on two. The, no, but it's, it's a, two years. But it's I'm two years older three. than you. So Dev was friends with my sister, my younger mm-hmm. sister Claudia, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we went to the same school together and everything. But we lived very different lives. Yeah, we did. I was a dork, and I didn't see you as he always says that. I guess you were, but I didn't see you as that. He was a dork, but I didn't see him as a dork. I was definitely a dork, and she was the popular mean girl. <laughs> the popular girl okay the popular girl i was mean i guess at times but at, at times. i'm since a changed woman you were nice to me from yeah, what I, I remember i was never mean to you i always liked you i always thought you were cool because you were always doing some cool shit for example cutting erasers and like lighting them on fire in yeah, your I was, kitchen i was kind of a weird kid there but, was there was two things that i did that that were weird there's probably way more than two okay. things actually but like yeah i would cut erasers when i was bored like, like, like the ends, fire. the ends of the erasers off of yeah. pencils. And then one time I got in trouble when I was a kid because I got a bunch of leaves and I put them in the backyard. Right. And I made like a pile, like a mm-hmm. little, like, like a little bonfire yeah. set up. And I let, I um, lit them on fire. Mm-hmm. And then there was like smoke that was rising. And my mom's window was like in the back yeah. of the house. And she saw the smoke coming up and she comes down and like, how freak, old were you? Freaks out on me. I was probably like 13 or something. Was I was just there, playing with fire. 13-year-old kids love to play like, with fire. But like, don't people say 
that's usually a bad sign. It's like the kids that either kill animals no. or the kids that play with fire. No, I was probably like borderline psychopath, like not full on. If I was full on, that'd be bad news. But I was, I was probably like borderline. Okay. Which is fine. Completely safe. That's, mm. those are the most creative people. I was going to say. The ones who are borderline psychopaths. I guess like the cutting the erasers, yeah, the Yeah, like burning all the things. famous artists, they're all insane. Yeah. Hence, we're all insane. <laughs> But no, like I, you know, maybe that's just kind of why you're just so cool now because you were the, you were the weirdo. You weren't the one really partying. You were the one burning leaves and cutting no. erasers in the kitchen. Yeah. I didn't have a lot of friends in school because not because I was weird. I actually like there were, I did, ha- I did have some friends, mm-hmm. um, but I never really like got along with most of the kids in like the public school system, really. <laughs> I just, what a way I just to say didn't. That. Were they not like? I, I was friends with people who were like way older than me normally. Well, was it because they were living different? Like it was just a different lifestyle. Like I think you, it was like a maturity thing, especially when I was younger. So I was homeschooled up mm-hmm. until fourth grade. Okay. So I didn't really have a lot of interaction Did with you other, like other that? kids. I mean, I think so. I can't really remember. Can't remember. It was so long ago. Yeah. But but we, we would go to like homeschool things, and there would be other kids and stuff, and they were always super weird. Wow. Like these kids were so sheltered. Like homeschool kids are the most no, sheltered kids on the planet. Well, I was going to say, that actually reminds me. It's weird. Like, I feel like lately I've been having flashbacks of my memories that I just, like, thought I, you know, were just gone. I couldn't remember. But I actually, I didn't go to this school, but I shadowed this school. This was, like, around when I was shadowing different private schools and, like, Carver. I don't know why I was shadowing these, like, performing art schools because I don't know what art. I actually was trying to be an actress, but, like, that just didn't happen. But anyway. You kind of so, are in a sense. Kind of, but I shadowed this one school and it wasn't one of the bigger ones. I don't even, mm-hmm. I can't tell you the name because I don't remember. It was so small. There might've been like three kids a class in the class. It was bizarre. And basically I remember that the kids there were so fucking strange. Like, you know, when you just know that you're just not like anyone around them, yeah. like when you're in a certain, you know, it's group. because they're, it's because homeschool kids are sheltered. Yeah. It's a, it was a very sheltered feeling like I just felt very out of place there so I, I get that yeah I, I kind of have the like I kind of think kids should be like thrown into the fire in terms of yeah going into public school and having to deal with a bunch of other kids being shitheads yeah I mean I think I feel like it strengthens you and if you're homeschooled your whole life you like almost don't know experience. what 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 real life is like yeah. yeah you don't know how to like interact with other other humans and stuff mm-hmm. but um yeah I went into elementary school in fourth grade mm-hmm. and it was like a wake up call because it was so different from what yeah. what what like I knew. All I knew was being taught by my mom, and mm-hmm. then I had I had two sisters, like Claudia and Kennedy. Mm-hmm. But um, I never went to. That was the first time I went to public school, so it was just yeah. like so much different. And, and and the kids, I think like Cedarmere. Okay. And then I went to Franklin for middle school, but yeah, the kids were I I don't know like I didn't I didn't really like get along with many of the kids. It was more so I would kind of pretend to get along Mm -hmm. with them to just like fit in yeah but like I didn't want to be there at all like I absolutely hated school like I hated elementary school middle school high school hated it like pretty much have blocked it from my memory because I just never wanted to be there what would you do when you get home like was there like an escape thing you had it depended uh, I mean in like high school was pretty much just mine was creating things in video games yeah and making videos that's Like I made videos when I was younger, even though they weren't put when, on YouTube. Right. You picked up a camera when you were super young. And like just you were I feel like it's funny because whenever I see the 
videotapes a lot of it was like directed by you like usually it's the parents holding the video camera and like recording the kids which i feel like obviously when you guys were young it was stuff like that but then i feel yeah. like there's so many when it's just like your big ears and you're just like hey guys the other kids were going to parties <laughs> and i was making youtube videos i mean that well, never actually got published because they're highly cringy yeah well now they're kind of on there when because you've shown them on your channel but oh yeah that yeah that's true yeah but yeah that's pretty much all I did when I was like super young was make videos and play video games. So in high school, did you have any friends or were you like the backpack runner? <laughs> well, you because like, you think I was the back. <laughs> what is a backpack runner? What even is that? The kids that run from one class to the next, like the ones that put the backpack on and like duck down and they just zoom. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Like they would yeah. run in between class because I, just I don't know. Think that I, they I think I was I mean, late I don't to blame school. Them. I hated the halls. Yeah, school is terrible. I was I think I was late to school like 100 times in in senior year of high school. Well, I remember cuz half the time when we would I just wouldn't pick go. You and Claudia up, but you wouldn't be there. No. Like I I, I hated feel it. like we only drove you maybe a handful of times. Yeah, Dev and I are very different because I absolutely hated high school and you and you loved it. I loved it. You said it. that was like the peak. <laughs> what do you say? It's like the peak of your life. <laughs> High school. Yeah, for now it's still. Oh my god. No, it was just no. Let me tell you why. Because that was the time in my life that I was the most carefree. Mm -hmm. I wasn't worried about death. I wasn't worried about death. safety. Yeah, like I think about like death. Like I take well, you, that. You more think you're just gonna now. get like hit by a train randomly? Maybe. But like I, I think I feel I take like you're pretty safe. More, like where we live and stuff. No, but I take things more seriously now. I'm way more aware of my surroundings. I don't mm. like to speed. Well, actually, I do speed, but like. I'm more cautious. You definitely had I, a better chance of dying in high school than now. Absolutely. Given but the shit in that high school, I never thought about the negatives of things. Like I was just looking for my next drink. I was just a rock star. It was just sex. What was it? Sex, drugs, and yeah, rock yeah. One time, one <laughs> no, time. No, that was legit my motto: sex, drugs, and rock and roll in high school. Uh, yeah, one time when we were in high school, I think I was like, I was probably like a senior, and you were in ninth grade, maybe. And don't go pulling some fucking shit out. What do you mean? I'm not pulling anything out. Okay. I was I I had a stash of of alcohol because I was going this into senior year. Start getting I started getting a little bit more cool. I would have uh, parties at the house, even though it was with all the nerdy GT and AP kids. There was one like uh, GT class or no one AP class that we had in our high school, and uh, I invited all those kids over to have a, a fucking rager at my house. And uh, you guys knew that I had some alcohol, so you were like mm -hmm. you and Claudia. Yeah, we're like Brandon, I need, I need some alcohol. Can we were like, like can you fiends, hook us up? alcohol fiends. Yeah, and I was like, I, I, I was like, I got you, but you, you got to give me like ten bucks. So for ten bucks, I gave you. Why some... Why would you fucking charge your sister and her I'm, best? I'm friend? an entrepreneur, man. I got, I had to make some money. That, that was my lunch money for like a whole week. That's true because things were only like fifty cents. Yeah, at school. and uh, I convinced you to give me ten bucks. So what I did is I took where did like, we, where do we scrap that together? I don't know. I, I took like tenth. There's like tenth of a this bottle of alcohol left. And I filled the rest with water because I was like, I yeah. had the assumption that you don't even know what alcohol tastes like. So I was like, I'm going to give them this watered down alcohol for $10, $10 make a huge return because this was cheap alcohol. This was like an $8 plastic bottle of Burnett's. And I just watered the whole thing down. No, I remember it being dark. You gave us something dark. I don't even think you gave us dark. Good shit. I didn't drink. Oh, it might have been like a like Captain Morgan or yeah, something. Yeah, you didn't even give us like any type of like alcohol, uh, not alcohol. Um, what it like vodka or anything it was something brown and then you watered it down and as soon as we took a sip we were like is he fucking serious like we you just charged us ten dollars 
to give us watered down alcohol. And you literally thought it was so funny and you didn't even feel bad. You didn't even replace it. I didn't feel bad at all because you shouldn't have had it to begin with. That was then another. Why would you even tease that was us? another thing. I didn't want to give you like hard alcohol. As no, you shouldn't have teased as, us. What were you? You were like thirteen years old. No, we no, were, we were fourteen or fi- no, oh. we were fifteen. We were fifteen. 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 Eh, maybe fourteen. Fifteen. I don't know. Um, I think I made the right choice. I think it was the ethical decision to give you watered down alcohol, and I made some money, which was great. So, besides your house party, did you attend any? Like high no. school part? Not not one. No. Did you ever want well, to? Yeah, I got invited to them, but my like dad was super strict and would never let me go. Okay. So instead, I sat in the basement uh-huh. and played Minecraft mm. and whatever else I played at the time. I don't even remember. But yeah, that's what I did instead of going to parties in high school. Okay. So super you, depressing. So you, just, you just built your brain that way. Yeah. But you were telling and, me that- and I and I filmed YouTube videos. Or not, th- not YouTube videos, but I filmed, okay, but I filmed videos. Didn't you only do that for like a certain amount? Like, didn't you didn't do it as you got... I know, you did. You did it when you were really young. I know that you were... I, I saw clips of you holding the camera, but then you also were doing it when it was like your stepbrothers also, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I would force them to do it. They didn't want to okay. be in videos at times. And I was like, you're being in this fucking video. You have no choice. Like, I don't have anyone else to work with. I can't yeah. film a video with the dog. Mm-hmm. And you're the closest thing to a dog, so I have to film it with something. Just <laughs> that is not right. You're the fucking dog with the camera. Uh uh uh. Well, now look where you are. Yeah, it was. Big I don't and know. Bad. So, yeah. what about college? College was so when I went from high school to college that's when i like i think i didn't go through pu- i had a really like late puberty which was weird mm-hmm. i don't think i went through puberty until like after senior year senior year like end of senior year yeah because i remember there was always some guys in the that were seniors that had fucking full-grown beards like they mm-hmm. looked like men like 40 year old men some of them yeah you were like clawed size still yeah i think like end of senior year i went through puberty i had more control over my life because like my dad wasn't really like telling me what to do and like mm-hmm. dictating my life. So like yeah. I had a little bit more freedom. I went to uh, college and when I was in college, that's when I got like my first girlfriend mm-hmm. and I lifted all I would do is like lift weights. So I got like really huge for that age. That was your peak biggest time, I think. It, I don't know if it was my, I weighed the most at that time. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like super lean or anything, but I, I, I weighed Man, the most. You're always super lean i wasn't super lean i would eat so much all i would do is eat food yeah but i remember i'm envisioning the instagram douchebag photos that you Mm. would post and you were ripped yeah unless you were just like upping the contrast and and shadowing is that when you fell in love with me when you saw this it was you know no i everybody knows because i've talked about it i like thought you were cute when you were small but then when you started going through puberty that's when i was like wow He's getting hot. So you liked me when I still look like a child? Brandon, now it that's sounds sick. bad. Now it that's, sounds that's bad disgusting. when you say it like that. <laughs> God, I was like, I was you 70 didn't... pounds. You probably weighed more than me when we were like 13 years old. I was emaciated. Uh, no, you didn't look like a child. You were just small. Yeah, I'm I never, got... I never thought you were not cute. It's just when you went through puberty, it's like you it was grew, bad. Yeah. you grew all of a sudden. Yeah, because you weren't tall when I met you. You were so no, short. No, I went to the doctor and I was like, I don't know what's wrong with me, man. Like I, some, I'm not growing. Well, you grew and your muscles grew, and I'm assuming something down there might have grown a little. And then it was just <laughs> like 
you just blossomed into this man and you were then you started going <laughs> then you started going to your um to the outdoor festivals that that must have been the time when you actually enjoyed this yeah college was a little bit better but i still hated school i yeah. I, I really think school is not your thing compl- not well not my thing but i also think it's useless for most people mm-hmm. completely useless and yeah. anything that you want to learn you can go online and you can learn well you, i think college is the biggest fucking waste on the planet i think too there's i know so many people obviously there's people that you know they i feel like if you're going for something specific like mm-hmm. to be a doctor to be a nurse it's like yes you need it but yeah. um like things like that but i feel like i know so many people that have gotten degrees and you know even masters in certain things and then they either don't end up doing anything related to it or they still struggle so much to even get a job because mm-hmm. it's not easy. And like I remember growing up, I was always told like, okay, well, if you go and you get your master's, then that ups your likelihood of getting the job that you want or getting paid more. And I mean, while that's true, I guess it's like you actually have to get the job first, which is not easy. Yeah. What I think people do is they like build constructs to make money and and going to the co- to college was like a traditional thing that people inevitably were kind of forced into like i remember i, I was the first person in my family mm-hmm. like immediate family to go to college yeah and i remember it was like such a big deal i didn't even go to like a prestigious college or anything mm-hmm. but it was such a big deal because no one else went yeah so it felt like i so was no doing- one went at all no okay so like, you went and you finished yeah, I went, and I, I, went and I finished and got yeah. a, a decent degree, but my parents didn't go. Mm-hmm. My grandparents didn't go. Mm-hmm. I don't know if their grandparents went. Wow. So I was like the first one to actually go to college. Mm-hmm. And it felt like I was doing something important. But looking back, I'm like, honestly, it's kind of a, it's kind of a waste. Yeah. Like it really is. And I didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. To me, going to college was the like the best possible thing that i could do well also like at that time if you were to think about it what would your other options be you know what i mean i feel like you're told that if you don't go to college then you're not going to be able to get a good job necessarily so it's like at Mm -hmm. that time you weren't thinking about being a youtuber you know what i mean i don't were you no that wasn't a thought in my head yeah like when i was in college i was doing side work working on websites and that was Mm -hmm. like helping me pay for college when i was in school um and yeah like I don't want to completely shit on college because I did meet a lot of people that got me jobs so Mm -hmm. because I I I was in I did computer science and because Mm -hmm. I was in computer science there was a lot of kids who uh were working for these companies that we live in like the DC Maryland area so there's a lot of like government contractors Mm -hmm. and the kids in my class were working for the government contractors right so they were in school and they were getting paid like six figures working mm-hmm. for government contractors while they were in school mm-hmm. um because and i did projects with them and i would always be the one who would take over the project mm-hmm. and i would end up doing the entire thing myself so the kids would like sit back and like i would have loved to be in a group with you yeah and this was only computer science i would never do this in any other class if okay. i had to write an essay i would find a way to like cheat I, on it see i could have written the essays for you and you could have done the group project because like i was so bad at any type of group project work yeah. but killed it at writing yeah, it was any type, any it was any long term project that had to do with like building something. I would take over, and mm-hmm. the kids, the kids couldn't didn't care, weren't capable. Yeah. It's not that they weren't capable. Some kids wanted to help, but it like got to the point where it's like, I'll just do it myself. Like you're not, you're gonna be dragged along. I'll okay, just- for anybody that doesn't know Brandon, <laughs> this is like his thing, even to this day. Because I know that like the way I mean, look, 
yes, you're extremely smart. But like you also have this control thing. Like I feel like when you have this vision to do something, it is your way or no way. And it's easier for you to just like say, get the fuck out of the way. Let me do it. I don't think you want help, which is fine. But like you, I think it's also because you get ticked off at people sometimes. Uh, yeah. I think I also like to just do things very quickly. Yeah. Like I, I like to iterate on things very quickly and I, other people sometimes like take their time mm-hmm. and go slow and, right. it, and and like that will annoy me mm-hmm. because like I want like everything that I like I want I want to be working with somebody who can also do things like quickly yeah. so I don't get like agitated mm-hmm. I don't know but so it's good for connections yeah it was good for connections I, I met a lot of people who were who had government contracting jobs who got me basically an in with these companies that were like literally like billion dollar companies mm-hmm. and then they would give me web jobs like I built I was building websites for these like huge companies mm-hmm. and I remember the first one that I got I, I would go in and I would have to like stand in front of like the CEO and like all these people and like pitch them to mm-hmm. sell them on like the websites and I remember getting the check for the first one mm-hmm. and this was before I ever got any money and I charged I probably charged them like like 10 grand or something at the time when I was in college for one thing yeah and they would give me like half up front okay it might have been more. I don't even remember. Jesus. But I remember getting a check for like five thousand uh-huh. dollars, and I was like in my car, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's this crazy! Is, this is fucking insane!" I mean, yeah, that's a lot. How old were you at this time? I was probably like nineteen. Oh Jesus! Yeah, yeah. That's and I would a lot. I would never tell people my age. I would always just be like, "Fake it till yeah. you make it." Yeah. Yeah, they they would never ask me really, so I would never tell them how old I was. Did you but, ever have any like? So the first time you had to pitch something or go up and like present. Did you have like any nerves doing that kind of stuff? Or do you think you've always been good at that kind of stuff? I don't get nervous when I know exactly what I need to say. Like like okay. when I when I know about the subject, I don't get nervous. And when I know what the people like would want to hear, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't get nervous because okay. I just I just knew. Mm-hmm. But 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 like going up and talking about something that I have no idea about, I, I like yeah. I'll drop the ball because right. I I've, if I don't know it, then I'm Your just mind gonna, just blank. Yeah. yeah, my mind goes blank or I'm thinking about other things. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. It needs to be something that I actually care about and know more than that person. Like I know more than they do so I can properly yeah. like pitch it to them. Makes sense. So after, so you did that for a while, the website stuff. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And then I, I basically. So it became your full-time thing. Yeah. And it merged into the girl I was dating at the time. Her like stepdad basically got me. What, this was still I was still in college. He got me a job offer at this startup in Maryland mm-hmm. and like a startup company is like a basically a brand new company who mm-hmm. gets funding and then they try to like grow the company or whatever. Yeah. And I got I got a job doing software development for them. So I started uh, I started working for them and I ended up merging into sales and then I ended up doing nearly like everything for that company mm-hmm. that that I worked for. And uh I got really good. I would always go on trips and have to sell things to people. It was like, it was basically just like a marketing company. So you'd have to travel for the company too? Yeah. And I would travel around and I would sell things to people. And I I was like really good at it. Like Mm -hmm. I, I would like sales was one thing that I was, was like super good at. So, um, I made like a decent amount of money from that. And then while I was doing that, that's when we started getting into, the YouTube space, mm-hmm. but this was super early. This was like five, six years ago. Yeah. And I was probably, I was maybe like 21 or something. Cause I remember mm-hmm. I like was just able to go to bars, like sneaking at bars my yeah. whole life basically. And then I was actually able to go to bars. And, um, 
yeah, we started doing the first thing that we did was the body paint thing um, with my mom. Mm -hmm. So my mom would always body paint. I would always get super embarrassed by it. She did it since I was in middle school, basically. Mm -hmm. And I would, I'd, I would always get super embarrassed because I would walk into the house and um, there would be like a like a naked girl in the kitchen right. getting painted. Mm -hmm. And then it, a rumor got spread around school that like my mom painted naked girl so everyone come up to me and was like hey man can i like buy a ticket to your house to like watch the girls get painted naked oh my god yeah and i was like uh no did were they ever coming up and like saying anything about how you had a milf oh yeah so they knew what she looked that like. that was too. another thing yeah yeah that, that's that was like i was known for having like the a hot, hot mom. mom that paints naked girls yeah everyone I, yeah and i feel like that's tough i feel like that's tough not only like being a boy but also like being a guy that like it wasn't the kind of guy like, oh, yeah, hell yeah, man. Like, oh, fuck my mom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because I feel like there's guys like that that just don't fucking care. But I feel like obviously you were more like the reserve type. So I feel like that only probably mm -hmm. made it worse. It made it like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was also like half the size of everyone in school. So like I couldn't really say anything. Yeah. So it was just kind of like awkward. Like, yeah. Yeah, I was just like, oh, yeah. yeah. But then there was a time where you, I guess what, with the time that you got painted, Remember you got painted. I remember like you got painted one time, like for the first time, like shirt and pants or maybe it was the shirt. Yeah. But I was like, I was probably in college by then. Okay. But yeah. so in high school, that's when people. Yeah. Like, no, okay. Yeah. And like high school, everyone was like, yeah, you have the milf who like paints naked girls. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, that's me. Yeah. yeah. So it was awkward. Yeah, it was. It, it was awkward mm -hmm. for sure. Um, but you was it like, so I guess it was college that you started kind of diving into putting it on social media. Wait, let me ask this because I kind of like reversed what I was going to ask. Was it so when you got body painted for the first time, mm -hmm. I think what was it like a Superman thing? Wasn't it a superhero thing? Yeah, she painted me as like a superhero. Oh, no. Yeah, but that was when we started doing this stuff. So but, that's what I was going to yeah. ask you. So were the first time you were painted, is that when you guys started kind of like putting it out there or were you like just painted for her once just for one of her events that she had? Yeah. So stepping back a little bit. Okay. So my mom was body painting and uh, when I was in like college, I saw it as like a good kind of marketing opportunity. And that's when I first started becoming friends. Like my two best friends are Nick and Corey. For those of you who know who we are, for those of you who don't, yeah, my two best friends are Nick and Corey. We started, uh, I knew them from high school and they were basically my, we were all dorks, complete dorks. And the only reason I think we became friends is, is because we were dorks. Mm -hmm. And that's just what happens when there's no one else to become friends with. It just happens when there's <laughs> three dorks in a room and they become yeah, friends. Yeah, three dorks in a room. I think we started playing some game together, but either way, that doesn't matter. Uh -huh. um, my mom was doing the body painting and I'm like, I'm like, this is a really good opportunity to start getting into like so social media because Instagram started becoming big at that time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is a good opportunity. This is a very like visual thing. Like I think it will do super well. My mom just had no idea what right. to do with social media stuff. So I'm like, I went to her and I was like, mom, I will like invest money into trying to make this grow. Let's make an Instagram account and a YouTube account and start like producing content. So we produced, uh, we produced a few different videos. She had models at the time. We painted them. They didn't do like that great. Mm -hmm. And then I, I started kind of playing around with a few different things. And then suddenly we one one day it was maybe like the fourth girl that we painted or something for a youtube video we would do like time-lapse youtube videos mm -hmm. we put it on instagram and the next day 
it had like 10 million views. In a day? Yeah. And I was like, what is going on? It That's was just, crazy. It, this was before they had reels, before they had So this was just stories. a regular post. All you could do is videos, basic videos in a square. And Right. And it posts. wasn't even like That's the it. long ways yet. Yeah. You, wow. couldn't, you couldn't do anything else. Uh-huh. So it got like 10 million views. And I was like, oh my God, I think we're onto something. So we kept doing it. We probably did like, not even kidding, like 50 to 100 different body paintings of random girls. We would message girls on Instagram, me, Nick, and Corey, and be like, we would just try to find attractive girls and be like, hey, do you want to get body painted? Mm -hmm. And they would always say yes. Yeah, and it blew up pretty fast because I remember, like I knew what your mom did, but that was because growing up, my mom knew her and then obviously being best friends with Claudia. But I remember, I guess I would have been in college by then also. Not yet. You you were still in high school okay. when we were doing it. Well, I remember more people. Oh wait, actually, okay, yeah, yeah. It. You were in college. Yeah. Yeah, you were in college. But I remember people started talking about it, like not yeah. not even knowing really. I don't think that it was yeah. Claudia's mom. It was like just Jen, the body painter, mm-hmm. and she became kind of like a little like local celebrity because yeah. there was no one else in our town. We lived in kind of a small town, and there mm-hmm. was no one else in our town that was getting that much social media attention at the time. Mm-hmm. So everyone kind of like knew who she was. And then that's when my younger sister, Kennedy, mm-hmm. started. She was like my mom's assistant on the body paint page. And people loved her personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when they uh, kind of kept saying, like, like they wanted, th- th- the audience really wanted Kennedy to see Kennedy more mm-hmm. in the videos. So I basically told her, I was like, you should start a, um, she, she like wanted to start like a face paint page or something. Yeah. So... I kind of helped her like do that and make the make the like page and like figure out what she was going to do. And she did a bunch of like face painting and stuff that yeah, ended up like those. blowing up mm-hmm. that like blew yeah, up. Those are really cool. Yeah. Um, but the body paint stuff, what I realized is like we really struggled to make money because mm-hmm. we would always get demonetized on YouTube. We made no money right. from that. We didn't know what to sell. Mm-hmm. So we, I put in I probably invested forty to fifty thousand dollars into the body paint stuff. Wow. I used my entire paycheck that I would get from my job. I don't remember how much it was at the time, but I would use the entire paycheck and I would mm-hmm. reinvest the entire thing into going on trips, like traveling around the country right. with the whole team to do the body paint stuff. Wow. So we were losing, I was losing my entire paycheck to doing yeah. this. And I was like, what? But I mean, you believed in it though. Like you believed in it enough to invest yeah, in I it. I believe that's, I, I believe that's something would it came like, would have come out of it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so I just kept like being persistent about it. Right. And uh, yeah, Kennedy ended up doing making a YouTube channel <laughs> mm-hmm. and then her YouTube blew, blew up. Right. And uh, fast, right? Within what? Like she got like a million followers in a few months or something, damn. something ridiculous. Yeah, something crazy. And, and, and uh, I remember she got her first like AdSense paycheck. Mm-hmm. And I remember it being it was like $15,000 or something. It's crazy. And she was super young. She yeah. was like just graduated high school. And I remember being like, what the fuck? Right. I, I, I was like, because the paycheck I was getting from work was obviously less than that. I think mm-hmm. it was probably like a third of that. Well, also like you probably were like, shit, like I'm putting all this money into something yeah. and like getting nothing out of it. I was like, it. what the fuck? Yeah. I was like, what am I doing? Right. So that's when I was, I told my mom, I was like, we got to stop the body paint stuff. This is, this shit's not profitable. Okay. Like I'm losing so much money. Yeah. And I like, like I, I was like, I have no money for myself. I put all the, all the money into the body paint stuff. Like. I, I got to do something else right mm-hmm. now. So 
I decided to make my own YouTube channel. And Kennedy, I remember she was maybe in like the first, like, or the second one or something. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't remember, but the YouTube channel ended up like blowing up and to the point where I was able to make a decent paycheck just from YouTube. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, this is a good opportunity. So I remember I went to the like CEO who owned the company that I worked for and I had a meeting with him and I was like, I'm, I'm going to quit. I'm becoming Mm -hmm. a full-time YouTuber. He's like, what, what, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. Like, what the fuck? Like, like you're going to quit a job to be, to make YouTube videos. Right. And I was like, yeah, I I have no other choice right now. I mean, I'm making more money from YouTube than I am from, Mm -hmm. from this job. Right. So it's like, I have to make the decision at some point. So I left that and I started making YouTube videos full time and they were mainly about like the family. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it just did super well for like a period of one one to two years. We would film videos. I still lived at my mom's house mm-hmm. in in the cupboard in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> you need to talk about that. That was bad. Brandon lived I'm in a little supp- room. Yeah, when I uh, so like uh, not even a room in co- Did it have a window? It had one window, but the window it was like was an a inch window. Big. Yeah, the window was a window beneath the deck. So there Got was no, it. So there was there, no light was coming in. Yeah, there was no it light was just, that came okay. in. It was it was terrible. But you were like Harry Potter in the little closet. Yeah, I went. So in college, I uh, the first semester I lived on campus, mm-hmm. and I lived with this like I hope I really hope he's not listening to this. I live with this one kid. He's a little bit smelly, right? <laughs> to and, put it nicely. Yeah, and he would just play video games all the time. And these mm-hmm. college dorms were prison cells. Okay. It was smaller than this podcast room. Literally. And there was two beds. No. And a microwave. There's no and way. This kid would cook some weird shit in the microwave and, and smell it up to the point where I felt nauseous. I had to go on a <laughs> like walk to get away from this dorm room. And I all can't he even would imagine do imagine you being in a dorm room. All this somebody. kid would do is play video games. So uh-huh. like I, I I he's probably listening to this. He probably watches us. <laughs> I'm sorry. I forget what your name is. <laughs> That's even worse that you don't remember his name. No, but it's maybe hopefully now he's learned not to smell. And not to smell up the place with his smelly food. Dude, and the worst thing, this is the worst part about guys' dorms. Oh, this is so bad. I'm having PTSD right now, I think. Well, at least you're in a nice, clean place. Now. Our lives are so much different now, it's insane. Like, w- when I was, uh, I-, I literally can't believe this was a thing. Like, looking back. Yeah. The- there was a, we had two dorms. I don't know what was wrong with my college because I've seen other college dorms and they look pretty nice. But I don't know. I visited a lot of something schools. was wrong with really mine. Nice. I, I don't know. So our our dorm room was really small. So we had like a dorm room. Ours was like on the right side, and then in the center was the bathroom, right? Okay. Tiny bathroom. And How many then, people would share? Just you guys, or? And then on the other side was another dorm room. So it's four people. So there's four people sharing one bathroom. That's disgusting. I would walk into the bathroom, and there would be like don't a tell coating me. Ew, Brandon. I'm getting of, of chills. Cubes on the bathroom. Was there floor. any like shit stains? Oh, there was all kinds of stuff. These kids were like relentless. There was shit stains. There was pubes, like pubes to the point where it would like clog the drain. And like you know when the water starts rising up, wait, were and you're, they like, shaving sta- over You're in this? like standing Are you water. The sink? the sink? No, the shower. They would oh. shave their balls in the shower. Got it. And it would okay. be like coat. It's disgusting. And I'd be like, I need to get so the fuck out of here. So you were stepping on pubes. Yeah, I would not use the bath. Like I would not shower in that dorm room. I would go back home because I lived like what like 30 minutes away yeah about that which was so i'd go back home and i would shower at home i was like i refuse to take a fucking yeah, I mean, shower i wouldn't either it's disgusting yeah it was it was really bad and so anyway oh and then when i went back to my mom's uh-huh. right <laughs> I, I lived in an even smaller room <laughs> 
So, <laughs> so I didn't. So after living in the dorm room, when I came back, I no longer had a bedroom. My mom got rid of it. She well, she didn't get rid of it. Right, she, I forgot. She gave it to Kennedy. Okay. So I had nowhere to stay. And I'm like, because mom. Kennedy was doing her videos down there. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, I was like, mom, I need somewhere to stay. And then in the big room, there was like a, a bigger room in the basement. Uh-huh. That was taken for some reason. I think my mom, yeah, my mom was doing body paint stuff in it. Okay. So the only room that was left was the closet. It was basically a closet. It- I was just trying to think what other room there was that you're talking about. Cause I only remember the big, the big middle yeah. section in the basement. Right. Right. There's one next to it. Yeah, the room that she was keeping the, the cats in. Yes, that was my bedroom. <laughs> so, so, so the bed I had like a full size bed, and it would take up the whole room, and there was about this much space to walk. <sighs> For those of you listening, it's about maybe like a foot or two. Yeah, maybe a like, one foot, foot, foot and a half. Yeah, to like walk around, and that was the entire bedroom. So I lived in that bedroom for like probably like five years. Jeez. Yeah. No lights, nothing. But I had my, I did have my own bathroom, so there was right. And then you were able didn't to have go a shower. Upstairs. You were yeah, able to I go share, I had to share a shower with the girls. That's better than fucking pew boys. Yeah, one time, and we had no door on the shower. I it, that. it was literally the shameless house. We had no yeah. door in the shower, so one time I was, was showering. A yeah, and my sister Claudia, she like walked in while I was showering. <laughs> well, she didn't see you, did she? I don't think she did, but we had no, okay. we had no door. Yeah, it was a. You had a curtain, right? Yeah, it was a fucking curtain. I remember that. I was, remember I would get, I would wait to shit at your house until like everybody was sleeping because I was so scared somebody would like barge in. Really? Yes. Or like it would be great if your mom would go out because we could use, use her, her bathroom because she had a door. She had the luxurious door. Oh my God, dude. I'm surprised. Like, like that, like I like took, I, I think I took like a, like a couple girls back to that room before. Really? Yeah. They I didn't don't care. know. Like, I feel like back in the day, I wouldn't have cared either. That's crazy. To like me. if if somebody That's, like oh, you're at that age, it's like, what do you expect to go to a nice ass house? I don't think I ever went to a guy's house that was like, it was a nice house. I think all of them yeah. had like shitty little rooms. I mean, maybe not as small I, as I, yours, but yeah, I think that's why I like. I would always think about it though. I'm like, if I go on a date with a girl, I I just can't do anything. I don't want to take her back to this place. But you did, you said. Yeah, but that was just that was just like hookups, like nothing. Yeah, I, I don't even remember. Okay. Yeah. But so you moved back home. Yeah. So I was in that little room for five years, the room of torture. But but I thought I think it was good because I don't like spending too much time in a bedroom. Yeah. Like I, I've told you this. Mm-hmm. I only like using a bedroom for like sleeping mm-hmm. and like getting ready and stuff. I don't want to spend all day like sitting in a bedroom. Yeah. Even though I know a lot of people like to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't because I want to associate my bedroom with like sleeping and that's it. Mm-hmm. And then. Like have an office. Well, you also have like a very different mindset than a lot of people. Like I think I think that there's some people that are able to work in the same place that they sleep. And I feel like your brain doesn't operate that way. Like you have a brain that it's easier for you to get things done when you have the separate places. Like you have your bedroom for sleeping, you have your office for work, or you go Mm -hmm. somewhere to work. Like I, I feel like it's you just you don't do well with that mix of sleep and work. You know, like I feel like even yeah. if you have, even now that you have a bigger room, you don't, you're never in it unless you're sleeping. So I just think that's how you operate. Yeah. I, I like, I don't know. I think I like having more structure to things. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm facing my mic yeah. here. Like you wanted me to get a, a TV. 
Okay, yes, because you have roommates room. and it would be nice if we could watch some TV in the bed together. Like I'm somebody that loves watching TV in the bed, but that's not important right now. This is not about me <laughs> or what I prefer, um, how I prefer to watch my movies with you. But so what happened after, so you came, you were making the videos mm-hmm. and they were doing well because you basically had a shameless setup. Yeah, like I, I Did almost- they pop off right away? I mean, pretty much because Kennedy was Kennedy blowing was up at the well. time. Yeah, yeah, but the the body paint stuff definitely f- fueled everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we were living in this shameless house, and people loved it online. So like, I I didn't even have to really try that hard to think of ideas. I would just mm-hmm. film something random, and and people loved it because they loved this shameless thing of these mm-hmm. these three siblings and a and a single mom living in a house together. Like yeah. it just worked super well. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I just ran with it and I would post videos like three times a week. They would all do pretty decent. Like we're getting like 500,000 views per video. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, it just did. It did well. And I was like, I was making good money from it. So I was like, I got to keep doing this. Right. But I also, it, it also kind of, I don't know, looking back, it wasn't necessarily what I wanted to do. It was just making really good money at the time. Right. So and I think it was easy because, yeah. I mean, during that time, you know, quarantine ended up happening and then it was just, you were, I mean, that, like the uh, having the ability to be able to work from home and just mm-hmm. make content with your siblings, that's perfect. You know what I mean? I feel like it sets yeah. you up perfectly in a way. Yeah. So they, because of the YouTube stuff, uh, I had a house, Kennedy and I, we we had like a good amount of money at the time. Mm-hmm. Like not not like a ton, but like enough where we could get an apartment if we wanted to. Yeah. Right. So Kennedy and I um, rented an apartment in Florida. So we live in Maryland. Mm-hmm. We went, we, we rented an apartment all the way in Florida. I don't know why. We just wanted to get away. Mm-hmm. So Kennedy and I would go there once in a while to this apartment in Florida. Um, and it's also where my girlfriend lived at the time. And as we kept doing YouTube, eventually it like didn't work out between me and the and, and the girlfriend that I had at the time, obviously, because it's YouTube is a very different. different lifestyle than people who have normal jobs. Yeah, I was gonna say it's really hard, I think, for a lot of people to understand it or to even really believe in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, just especially different. like especially then it, the things change so quickly in social media. It's not even funny, but mm-hmm. especially then everyone's like you're doing YouTube, like how, like, how do you make money from this? And I'm like, you get paid from ads. Right. Like, attention makes you money. Mm-hmm. If people, if you have people's attention and they're spending their, their valuable time watching your content and they see ads, you make money from the ads. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how content creators make money, whether they're doing brand deals or ads running on a video or anything like that. That's how you make a living. So the know, more, yeah. the more views you get, the more money you make. Well, I feel like even to this day, people still don't understand that. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. still have to explain that to people because they don't mm-hmm. get it. Like there's so many times that I'll like meet people or just whatever it might be at the car dealership or something random and I'll tell them what they do and their response or what I do. And the response is always, oh, wow, like you re- you really make money from doing stuff like that. Like they- there's so many people that still don't know, like it's there and social media is such a big thing now. But I feel like a lot of people maybe like older people they don't know and not even that old honestly maybe like 30s 40s like it's shocking to them that you can make money doing things on social media yeah no one understands it people also don't realize how hard it actually is 
and how much it's goes really hard. how much goes into it you're basically dedicating your entire life to it mm-hmm. and you're not going to live a normal life no so like people see it the only thing that you're when somebody posts something on social media whether it's a photo or a video this is something that's been like edited and refined over and over and over again so you're only seeing the absolute highlights unless of, it's this of somebody's life yeah unless it's this <laughs> this is different but um, that's why I think that's why podcasting also has become so popular because it's more, more laid natural, back and it's yeah. less filtered. Mm-hmm. But you're basically seeing somebody's life through this like lens of editing and editing and more editing. <laughs> it's all that's literally people like, have the ability to yeah. show what they want you to see rather than what's what the truth is. Yeah, but it, it's like a it's kind of a problem because if you want to get views then or likes on Instagram or whatever the situation is. You, you have to do that. Yeah. Otherwise, you don't. It's kind of shifting right now, but it it can be very unhealthy if you go too far into it and don't recognize, like, like what you're getting into. Right. But, yeah, going back to, like, doing the, the YouTube stuff, I was doing this stuff. Uh, I was filming videos at home, maybe, like, three videos a week, Nick and Corey. My friends at the time, my friends were helping me. Were they so when you moved to Florida, were they still editing? Like you would send them videos yeah. edit? Okay. So I would like be in Florida, I'd film some stuff. I would send it to Corey and like he would, he would basically edit it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we, we made so many videos. It was ridiculous. Uh, and I kind of like left behind doing the whole like software engineering, like computer science thing um, because... I was making more money from doing the YouTube right, stuff. You so I'm like, anymore. yeah, I'm like, I'm going to push into this further and further. Uh, and I feel like, <laughs> and then, and then you started being in the videos. Mm-hmm. So Dev started being in the videos. I don't know how much you want to talk about that, but I think it's funny. Sure. <laughs> Brandon, well, no, you originally asked me to be in some. Yeah. Randomly, right? Yeah. I asked Dev to be in some videos because I knew she would be, entertaining for the audience and I was always looking for new characters well here's the thing you you know saw I mean Claudia and I at that point were friends for maybe I don't know six years five six years yeah so you saw my personality through those five or six years that Mm -hmm. I I mean I was just a wild card I didn't give a shit I feel like I had no filter I still pretty much don't I try to be better though but I think that you asked me to be in one I don't remember what the first one was um i i i don't remember it might have been like a i don't know like a truth or dare video or something it was either that or maybe like a fitness one no it yeah. was a fitness one. Oh, it was it was a fitness video and then i think i was in a couple more after that and that was around the time that i think i was going either finishing college and then going to get my master's something along those lines and i had heard from a lot of people this is i, I just thought about what you did and then it made me a little angry. Wait, what did I do? I'm going to tell you. So I heard from a lot of people that these top, you know, top of the line students weren't getting into the FBI. Like straight A's never went out and partied and like they just weren't getting in because of stupid shit. And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, so there's just no way that I'm going to make it in the FBI because now there's like five to ten YouTube videos of me cussing up a storm, saying that I'm getting nudes from my boyfriends and like just horrible stuff. So I end up pulling out from your videos and saying like, I'm not I can't be in them anymore because I need to focus on my, you know, schooling and career. And I'll never forget when I texted you and Corey in a group Mm -hmm. and asked if you guys could 
take down the video. Now it's funny because I know, like, if somebody were to ask me to take a video down of them, I would literally ignore them as well. Yeah. But because it's like, for those of you that don't really, like, understand this, when, you know, it's, this is our work in a Mm. sense. And when somebody agrees to do it and then changes their mind, it's kind of like, it it just doesn't work that way. Oh, I need to make you sign a form, by the way, that you don't try to make me take this down. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but no, so it's like, you know, I remember texting you guys, asking you to take down all the videos of me in it. And they both ignored me. You guys both just straight up ignored me. And I remember thinking like, wow, that is so No, I, I responded mean. to you. No, but it was like days later. It was not I was right th- away. Because I was thinking about how to phrase it properly. But I was like, I'm not taking these videos Yeah, he down. basically said no. So I basically once again was like, okay, no future for me. And then I think I took a break for a while from mm. them. And then I was babysitting at the time and I ended up reaching out. Or no, 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 I didn't reach out. I was at your house talking to your mom and I think maybe Claudia in your mom's room and you had walked up and I'm like venting about how I didn't have money and what else? I think it was just mainly that I didn't have money. And I, I went home and later that night I got the best text ever of Brandon. I thought it was like, it was like a dream because this was fucking, oh no, no, no. Also, I was like, so excited for your videos when you're doing challenge videos because I knew you always catered them towards me winning. Like when you would do the videos of like whoever can eat the most gets 500 bucks. And I remember my credit cards were always maxed out, like always maxed out. And I'd have to pay them off in little increments because I couldn't afford it and I wasn't making enough money. Yeah. But when you would do the challenge videos, you would always cater them towards me winning because you knew I needed money. And like nobody else really like cared that much. And I'd get so excited when you'd give away like 200 bucks, 500 bucks. It was great. And so you knew I was like a money fiend as well as an alcohol fiend, as well as a dick fiend. (laughs) But anyway, so I was venting about how I had no money and school was just annoying. And then when I went home, you had texted me later that night and you were like, would you want to be in videos again? And I'll pay you like $500 a video. And I remember looking at my phone, having the biggest smile on my face and like saying out loud, I think I called one of my friends, I don't remember who, but I was like, I can't turn this down. I was like, I don't <laughs> care if I ruin my opportunity of getting a job. Like, this is a lot of money. And at the time, you're putting me in like two a week. Yeah. So I was bawling. This was like, I was, I mean, really, I was able to get my own apartment. I was able to get my own car, you know, like a nicer car. Yeah, it's like a full-time salary. Seriously. I mean, I was just bawling out and I was in a lot of videos. And I remember that I treated it like work because when I was sick one time, like really sick with strep throat, I was so mad because I knew I was like, wow, if I don't go to this video, that is five hundred dollars I'm not going to get. And I couldn't go because I was sick. But yeah, I mean, that was awesome. So I I dumped my career for your videos because I I would be nice and say because I believed in them that much. I did believe in them, but it was it was a selfish money thing, I think, at the time. Yeah, I did like being in them, though. I always said that like and I, I feel like I always say that to this day that and that's honestly for those of you wondering the reason that I don't do my own personal YouTube really or fucking TikTok because I'm, I don't like it, as you know. Um, not good at it. No joy comes when I fucking film myself. I'm not good at talking with myself, mm-hmm. but I always loved being in your videos and I feel like I'm good at talking to people. Yeah. So, And it's funny because I feel like I'm really good at acting like things aren't awkward or even if they are. Like I'll, in a moment, in the moment of things, like I'll be talking to somebody and it'll feel like it was weird but if i look back if i really look back on it or if it was filmed for some reason i'm like wow you would never know that i was having 
X, Y, and Z thoughts while having that conversation because I feel like I'm pretty good at making it seem chill. Yeah. No, but, but yeah, so I was yeah. in your videos. That's how I got in the videos and that's why I stayed in the videos because... That's no, funny because... You paid me off. Yeah. Well, I always had this like thing where I was like, okay, if I... The, the main people in the videos at the time were like my mom, my dad, my sisters, you. And then Nick and Corey were in like videos once in a while, but they were mostly filming. Yeah, not really at, at the time. Yeah, not really at the time. So my my thing was Claudia was a, a nursing student and I, I didn't want her to become a nurse, mm -hmm. <laughs> like to be completely honest. And, uh, and then obviously I wanted, like Kennedy was becoming a, she didn't go to college mm -hmm. because of YouTube. Right. So I was like, okay, Kennedy's going to be a full-time YouTuber. So that's set, right? And then Claudia was a nursing student. So I was like, I need to figure out how to make Claudia also mm -hmm. doing social media full time so she can keep being in the videos. Because if she goes and becomes a nurse, then she's going right. to end up leaving the videos. So I had to figure out like kind of a strategy to get her to keep being in the videos as well, which obviously ended up working out. And then with you. Wait, so did she decide to make her own YouTube, YouTube channel or did you kind of like push her towards that? I remember the breaking point was when we had um, we filmed a certain video that probably would have prevented her from ever becoming a nurse. Which video <laughs> I, was it? When we had a party in the house, it was like the first party video oh. we, we ended up doing. Yeah, and that was the point where it was just, just game over for it was her. Twerking and yeah, drinking on camera. Yeah, that's yeah. when I knew I was like, okay, Claudia, no longer. I mean, wants also, to like, I remember in high school, people were changing their names on Facebook so that Jobs couldn't find yeah drinking pictures or something. Yeah, and we're so. out here just putting it up on the right. internet, like. And getting that hundreds and thousands, if not millions of views. Yeah. And uh, yeah, with you, it was just, I guess I kind of just Let's just sabotage her FBI career. You were fantastic on camera, though. That was the thing. Yeah. Like, I was like, she doesn't, she doesn't realize how entertaining she is on camera. And she just sees it as like a side thing mm -hmm. to do. So I was, I was like, the only way to get her to be in these videos is to literally pay her to be in the videos because I know she needs money. Like I, I knew that was so I wouldn't I wouldn't that was be your pain point right now if it wasn't for you probably not that was your pain point at the time so I was like she needs money give her money so basically I, I, you're we telling the we, world we, we that you're dating. conniving little shit is basically what you're saying it worked look, look, no it now. did you work you live in a huge it worked it worked it did work you live in a nice house you have this podcast it all worked it did all work but what if it didn't no I knew it was gonna work okay so I'm just letting you know that if anyone. Goes down a rabbit hole. Since you put us all in the rabbit hole, you better suck us back out. Oh, we're too far in. Okay. It you is, it is what it out. is at this point. But yeah, so we did that. And then that's when we, you and I weren't dating at the time. Mm -mm. You were dating other people. And yes. I was single. No, you weren't single the whole time. Well, like I was towards. For what, no, like I was at that years? time. When I started paying you, I was single. Okay. So, um, yeah, we kept making videos in the house. Eventually, it got to the point where I'm like, okay, we we got to move out of this house. I'm I don't know. I don't remember how old I was. Maybe like 24. I think I was like 24 because we've been in this house for three years. Maybe going on three years. You were not 24. How old was I? Like 25. You were not 24. That's young. Okay, I was 25. <laughs> I don't. I don't it's remember. I don't remember. But just 24 just sounds young to me. Like I don't remember you. I feel like it was not. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah. So what happened is everyone moved out. I moved out. I got an apart. I got a, a townhouse with Nick and Corey. Kendi moved out. She got her own apartment. 
Claudia moved out. Claudia stayed with my mom, I think, a little bit longer. A little bit longer. And then eventually she was making enough money from social media where she could move out. No, no. It was Kennedy, Claudia, you. Okay, I was the last. Oh, yeah, I was the last last one. one. I remember the details. Oh, no. Yeah, I was the last one to move out. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's because I was always spending so much money. But, yeah, I was the last one to move out. So that's when we got the townhouse. Mm -hmm. And then once we moved out, we didn't have the shameless house anymore. Right. right? So that's when I think we started actually, like, struggling a little bit more on YouTube because we couldn't just post random shit anymore. Well, I think to your channel, if you think about it, your channel changed so much. It went from just your family. Mm-hmm. So then you introduced your two best friends and then your sister's best friend. Yeah. And then I think when you moved into the house, then you started introducing like your manager. And then there was also like Rachel that came, you know, my friends were coming in. So it was like, I think you went from, you know, just family based content to this kind of almost like a vlog channel of yeah. just all different friends. And you were just having anyone and whoever was entertaining bring them is basically yeah I feel like what it was yeah so this is where we get into the life lesson part are you like story. looking at your glass because you need i don't have to any left re- refilled yeah there's nothing left it's gone the whiskey's the whiskey's gone well and dev dev has no alcohol at her house no i don't i mean i, I my kombucha is almost at its tipping point too so <laughs> anyway um better yeah. better use some saliva to I know. I feel like I need water soon. Brandon, <laughs> this is not a full production where people can go get you water. Here, sir. Do you want water? No, I'm good. Okay. I can suffer through it. Okay. I'm holding in my pee so you can suffer through your, your dry I mean, you mouth. You can go to the bathroom if you want. No, I can't. <laughs> you can't? No. We're off limits from using the bathroom. Yeah, you, you actually can't leave the table. Um, Nothing nothing can go off, off plan here. Okay. Well, if I need to take a piss, I'll just pee in this cup right here. You just put it under the table. I, I think when we cut in, you shouldn't be able to see. Like if you had a pee under the table. Oh, so you just never know. No, like when I crop the video in, nobody's going to see if you pee oh. in a cup under the oh, table. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Then I can do it. Yeah. Anyway. What was I saying? <laughs> just make sure a cat doesn't bite your dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dev has three cats. You're, everybody knows and that. And they're biters. They're not biters. They bite Fuck. me all the time. Brandon, I'm kidding. Continue, they don't continue bite. They're, your, they're nice your life memoir <laughs> <laughs> that I already know the entire thing of and have to sit here and listen to it again. <laughs> it's okay. okay. I love hearing. You asked your, me no, to be on I the did. podcast. No, I, I love hearing your life story and I love hearing. Does that sarcasm? And no, I'm serious. And I, I, lo- I think I'm picking listen, up some sarcasm there. Listen, any chance I get to hang out and stare at you. I'll take it. Oh, that's so romantic. I mean, yeah. I mean, sometimes it's hard for me to focus. I get nervous. Oh, you do? You from across the table. Yes. You're nervous right now. I can hear it in your voice. A little bit. I mean, if Julie wasn't here, <laughs> I, might, I might pause the camera if Julie wasn't here. <laughs> okay. Before this turns into a podcast porno, keep going. Oh, my God. Oh. Poor Julie. Julie's fine. I'm dissociating. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so going, yeah, going back. So we started, I started putting other characters in the videos. Mm-hmm. I don't, it's probably bad to call people characters, but no, it's, like you it's, it's easier to reference sh- it, people's It felt like characters. a show at a point though. Yeah. Like it was kind of like that. Yeah. So we were doing like the whole, we were doing like a reality show format and I was like, I got to get people who were super interesting and entertaining. So we put like your friend Rachel in, mm-hmm. um, we would have different people in the videos and everything. And they, they started doing like pretty decent. 
Well, we and also were playing off the whole me and you thing for a little while. Oh, which yeah. Was yeah, we blew up too because people love relationship shit. Like we weren't anything and then we became something, but we also didn't really announce it. Mm-hmm. So we would like flirt in videos. And then yeah. I think when we, the first video with Rachel, it was like kind of to stir the pot of, oh, there's a new girl. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it, uh, people liked that, I think, too. Because it really was like a reality show. Yeah. Yeah. People love that stuff. Mm-hmm. So. And, then, and now nobody cares about our relationship anymore. Those, <laughs> those views are just in, in the drain. So. Well, it, it's it's fine. Things change. But anyway, we were doing that. You and I first started dating. Views blew up because of that. Started putting more people in the videos, right? We we're making we're just making so many videos. There's so many at this point. Like I can't even keep track. Thousands. Like, I don't even remember what we did. There's not thousands, but I barely remember what we did. And then, uh, yeah. And then what happened? We made we we're making a bunch of videos. And then I guess fast forward like a year that we had the that we had the townhouse. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then that's when like Jesse came along mm-hmm. and Claudia got a boyfriend. So there now there was another huge yeah spike spike in views and everything and um yeah the whole time and then i made i made another channel where we did a lot of partying and Mm -hmm. like bad stuff yeah it started out as like just vlog kind of very low-key us going to walking down the street and doing dumb shit like it was not it started out very informal Mm -hmm. like it was just extra content yeah yeah and people really love that stuff but I don't know. The whole time I was like, we, we were making like pretty decent money, I guess. So I was like, oh, this is good. Let's keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but the content they were making, I was never really that like satisfied with. And then on top of that, I had, we kept scaling up, I think too fast. Yeah. I kept hiring people like crazy. And you also were doing these extravagant videos that were costing you, like, what was it? Like one of them was like 10,000 for one video, wasn't it? Something crazy. No, the one was like, 22,000. Which one's that? On a, on a vlog. It was the one where we got like a mansion and like the fancy, yeah, remember the fancy car insane. and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. We spent like 22,000 on that video. And on top of that, I ended up throughout this whole process, which took place over like a year or two, I ended up hiring um, uh, so, like a manager full time. So I managed, I hired uh, Allie full time. I hired, um, ended up hiring uh, two editors full time. Um, Nick and Corey were also on the team. So like you add it all up, there was probably about eight people mm-hmm. who were on payroll, right? Eight, pe- eight people. He's, he's sitting and, here and reflecting on fucking, his decisions. And I was making YouTube videos <laughs> yeah. and there was eight people. Mm-hmm. So I think I was always trying to make sure that everyone was like getting paid and being happy. So like it literally got to the point where I, I think I just completely ignored myself. Like I didn't pay myself any money through this whole process. Mm-hmm. All the money that was made through the business, which at one point was a lot. Mm-hmm. Like in one month, we made like a lot of money. And um, all that money would go to the videos, funding the videos, and then it would go to funding everyone's like salary and stuff. And then there's pretty much nothing left at that point. I wouldn't pay myself anything. And it was like a really bad cycle that I never paid attention to, to the point where, and oh, oh, on top of that, we had moods. We had like our clothing line moods too. And I was self-funding moods. Mm-hmm. So I was using my own money in order to right. pay for the moods inventory. Like I wasn't taking out, like I didn't have investment or like loans or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So it got to the point where literally we were hitting the breaking, like I was hitting the breaking point where like how to start, letting people go 
because uh, there's no more there's no more money left yeah. and it was getting hard and ran, i started ran yourself dry there buddy yeah well, making youtube videos started feeling it, it started being like torture to make mm-hmm. youtube videos it wasn't the same anymore as when we were living in the house and stuff where it was just easy and i could like whip out a camera and film it no one really wanted to drink anymore i was never really satisfied making these like drunken videos i was gonna say on the you, vlogs. you definitely i think if you even just look back on before any of the YouTube stuff, like who you were as a person mm-hmm. in general and like even the c- career path that you were taking, I just feel like you are a person that likes to use your brain. You know, mm-hmm. you like to have something that has value and adds value and you use your intelligence. And I feel like, I think, I mean, in this, I can relate to this just in my own personal things, but I feel like when you first start with something in along social media, whether it it's any, you know, TikTok or um, YouTube or Instagram, no matter what it is, I think when you are only fans in my case, but mm. I think when you first start and you're basically, you have it easy, you know, like you're making, you're putting out easy content that doesn't really take time away from you and you're making good money. You don't really think of anything else in the beginning, nope. but then I think once time goes on and either the money goes down slightly or, you know, you start reflecting and you're like, well, I actually don't like this and this isn't bringing me any type of value or happiness. I think that, like I said, once you do it for a little while, then reality sets in and you start to realize it's not actually bringing any value to your own self and like your own mind and what, you know, you have yeah. no passion. Yeah. I was like, I, I, I was like, I have like all these employees and we're doing, we're making all these videos, but I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, yeah. I don't actually like making any of this. Like this, none of this content is actually a reflection of who you are, of who I am. Right. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not actually using my brain whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like this content has no value to society whatsoever. There's a group of people who do enjoy watching it. And that's fantastic. Like I'm glad they're entertained. But I feel like I'm doing nothing. Right. So there was like so many different elements that came together where I had to make a decision and like and change it because I just wasn't I wasn't and not even and I feel like the thing is too is you've you tried to make the I don't want to say the small changes but you tried to do it in the most minimal way which is like kind of trying to change different like you know test different formats and test different video styles and I feel like none Mm -hmm. of it was hooking or working and I think you were so confused and it wasn't until as you know like I feel like you did a hard reset with everything and you kind of removed every single thing every distraction like everything that was I guess even like anything that was weighing heavier on your shoulders in any sense, I feel like you kind of just had to remove it and then really focus on, okay, what can I do to make myself feel like I'm producing content that I enjoy and that I'm proud of, but then also actually start growing this channel again. Yeah. I think a lot of it initially was just like the reason I kept doing the content I didn't want to do was because of ego probably. Like I was just, you think, yeah, because I saw that we were getting views and everything and I, and I was like, okay, we got to like do what we're doing and take it yeah. to the next level. Even though I didn't have, I didn't have a care in the world for the content that we were right. making. And I think a lot of people get, especially in social media, you get into this cycle where you're like making something that you don't actually care about, mm-hmm. but it's like a annoying positive feedback loop where people love the so content. So it feels like you like can't so stop. Like, yeah. Oh, like, oh, like make content with like, at, at your mom's house right. like i would always i would get comments like that for like a year after mm-hmm. i stopped making videos at my mom's house yeah. i'm like i don't fucking want to like i never even wanted to do that to begin with it just mm-hmm. like ended up working out super well and i'm very grateful that people appreciated and like that content but that content was not a reflection of me right. 
whatsoever. I mean, it was a starting point, but everybody grows. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you didn't, if you didn't change and you didn't grow, then you wouldn't be growing as a person. You know, mm-hmm. like mentally and just in general in your life. And I think that, I think that you can kind of hold that process out for a while of like kind of falling back into what is working and maybe not maybe not growing but what you've been doing but I think you eventually hit a point where it's just either completely plateauing or you're so like stuck in your own mind like you actually feel like you're going crazy in your own head and I feel like for Mm -hmm. you because you're such a like a I feel like you're brain is very fast paced like you're always thinking you're always trying to make something better than the last thing and like improve improve and I feel like the style that you were doing wasn't really allowing that anymore you know Mm -hmm. it's like I feel like you kind of bled all of that dry and it it was like you needed the next a big next step yeah so Leah at at the time when I came to this realization I guess we had um, an office Mm -hmm. that was on lease that was a lot of money still have it right now getting rid of it um our house i had like eight different people who were doing work on the channel besides Mm -hmm. myself so nine including pretty much nine including myself so um kind of slowly started getting like rid of it like kind of moving everyone off the team because it was Mm -hmm. the best thing to do and uh yeah like you said how to go through like a hard reset Mm -hmm. for the channel so and you're du- still even in the like you're still in the complete beginning of that too. Yeah, I know. So it's not even. So yeah, this was over the last maybe like two to three months. Mm-hmm. Pretty much got rid of everything. Right. Um. Yeah, had a had a hard hard reset, which was much needed because I think it was necessary for me to start making content that I actually am excited to make. Mm-hmm. And it's already working, which is great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, sometimes in like life, you don't realize that you're stuck in this like shit cycle mm-hmm. and some and, and you have to force yourself out of it. And I was stuck in it for like three years and didn't even realize it. Mm-hmm. And I was just doing something that I shouldn't I shouldn't not have been doing because I don't even know why I kept doing. It. That's the thing. Like, I, I think I felt like I was responsible for other people to make sure that they one were getting paid. That like we had we had a machine that we made that was working, mm-hmm. but it got to the point where I didn't want to run it anymore. Well, I think too that there was some confusion in there because of the fact that you were scaling up in other ways. I think to a certain degree, like okay, so you went from no employees to hiring almost eight employees, and then you did move out of your mom's house and got your own house, and then you were. I feel like making more extravagant videos and putting more alt, like a lot of this money into these videos and you weren't doing those things before. So I feel like even though you might not have enjoyed that style, it kind of felt like maybe like you were growing in a way, mm-hmm. even if, you know, even if you weren't really feeling anything from it. No, and it I learned a lot. Felt, yeah. Like I learned a lot during the whole process, um, but I never had a lot of time to actually like think on things. Mm-hmm. Like I, I never had time to truly like sit down and think about like what ideas I want to make, what kind of what kind of content do I want to do? Like we would have all these meetings and stuff, but I needed more time to myself to think mm-hmm. about what do I actually want to do? Like right. what, what the fuck am I doing here? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to drive myself into the ground. Right. And I would work. Th- th- this is another thing that's really, really important for pretty much anyone who's looking to accomplish anything. I would work 
extremely hard to the point where I like I would not eat all day like mm-hmm. if I didn't have to and I would stay up late and I would just grind myself into the ground and I was always about like you got to take action and make things happen right but that's not always the best solution you got to take action but you have to have intent behind your action mm-hmm. and if you don't have intent behind your action then you're just wasting your time yeah so a lot of the things I was doing I was spending so much time taking action on like stupid things that didn't actually matter. And I think uh, too that you were, you were so stuck in the same thoughts that it was like, even if you spent 10 hours a day working on something, your brain wasn't actually getting to any conclusion because mm -hmm. you never, I feel like, like you said, you never gave yourself a break or a time to actually reflect on maybe the more important things. I think you were so focused on like, okay, like ideas, ideas, ideas. And it was like, they were just, like none of them were just something that you were really passionate about. Yeah. But things are changing now. Yeah. Well, I was going to say to you, like, well, you kind of just said it, but if you had to give advice to people, I guess, and not even just in the YouTube world, mm-hmm. like what would it be to be, I don't want to say to be successful, but. Well, it depends because I think everyone has a different definition of success, but I think there are universal things that apply to everyone. I think the main problem with just people figuring out what they want to do right now is the fact that there's so many distractions mm-hmm. that didn't exist back then. Right. That's so, true. so back then it was very easy to figure out what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't have many options. Right. If you, if you go really far back, you really didn't have any options. Your options were like become a farmer. That was, yeah. that was, that was all you could do like back like way back in or the like day. a minor like, when, like yeah there's no job mines. there's like a few jobs yeah it's like okay do you want do you want to become a minor or do you want to like scoop shit like there's there's not much that you can do now it's right. very different right there's so many different things thrown at you from all different directions mm-hmm. and because of social media you go on there and in the matter of an hour you can see like 200 people doing 200 different things mm-hmm. and it makes it really hard for your mind to like process what you're actually doing <laughs> Honey has her the little cat. The cat is trying to no, eat. No, she's our not. Device. She put her little ball under the recorder. Oh, Julie, help her! <laughs> her little ball got lost under the recorder. <laughs> yes, throw it that way. There. This is the goes. only podcast studio that's full of cats. Well, it's okay. Everybody, well, not everybody, but most people like pets. She'll be good now. Yeah, I think she's solid. Um, Go ahead. Sorry, I lost. Uh, what, my what was I? What was I? I don't. Saying? You were giving your your wise wisdom because oh, there's so oh, many distractions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. distractments. Distractions. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> distractments. Well, I'm just an illiterate. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, right? I I swear to God, the longer I've been out of school, I just I cannot fucking speak, and I make up my own words. So if you guys ever hear me make up words, <laughs> just go along with it because yes, I made them up. Distractments. It's okay. Is a new word. Well, just. Distractments. I'll say that from now on. Thank you. I'll, I'll understand it because yeah. it's actually in the divorce dictionary. Go ahead. <laughs> um, Distractions in the yeah, world. Yeah, I was saying too many options. I was saying there's too many options, and people, yeah. it's you get immense amounts of decision fatigue, basically, mm-hmm. and that would always happen to me. So I think the best thing to do, which I think all people should do, honestly, is you don't have to completely get rid of social media, but at least reduce it down. So unfollow everyone who's useless to follow. I don't follow anyone. I don't even use social media anymore can i pitch in yeah 
I think as a woman too, if you're following a lot of other women that you feel like you're comparing yourself to, mm-hmm. it's just, I mean, and I, I get it. Like it's, it's fun to look up to certain girls that maybe work out and stuff like that. But if you notice that you're comparing yourself to other people, which is easy to do. I mean, even you know that with like YouTube videos and like seeing other people that are getting these high views, yeah. it's really difficult not to compare yourself and then it just your it like you can't control where your mind goes once that starts happening. It's like a horrible. Hole. Yeah, social media has its benefits, but like when social media didn't exist, there was no one to really compare yourself to besides the people that lived in like your town or something. There was no distractments. You, you, you did no distractments. You, you didn't even know other people existed who were right. doing like this particular thing. Mm-hmm. So I actually think it's better to have that um, mentality. Like, don't pay attention to the other billion people billions of people who were in the world doing other things it doesn't matter like it really doesn't and social media exposes you to all these people so it's almost better to get rid of it because i think in this day and age success is dictated by your ability to stay sane literally because everyone's insane nowadays and the podcast no but it's completely true because of social media 50 percent of the population is like mentally ill to some degree and as Body dysmorphia, body image There's problems, so many mentally, different yeah. issues and the the core of it, whether whether you have these ingrained genetically, it doesn't, it's indifferent. The mm-hmm. core of these issues is because of social media. Right. And again, social media has its benefits, but it also has a lot of negatives. Mm-hmm. So you basically have to have the discipline as a person. If you have certain goals that you want to accomplish, if you want to be a writer, if you want to be uh, a model if you want to make vit make youtube videos if you want to be whatever whatever you want to do in life if you consume social media too often it is going to manipulate the way that you think mm-hmm. and there is Absolutely. a very high percentage that you are going to become mentally ill if it's something that you're predisposed for so you need to be very careful about what you consume mm-hmm. so the best option or like if you want to completely solve this problem the best option is just not not to consume Mm-hmm. social media like i am happier not going on instagram and like seeing what other people are doing yeah and i think too is if you can create some sort of strict thing with it where you if you need it for business or you need mm-hmm. it to promote something you use it only for that and i think two people maybe get worried like about what other people are going to think like oh well i don't want to hurt people's feelings if i unfollow them but mute them you know what i mean like yeah, you don't, you don't unfollow have to, people yeah, so just don't w- what i do I don't care if I tell everyone this. I don't give a shit. No, I mean, it's smart, what, though. Yeah, what what I do. So instead of unfollowing somebody, you don't have to do that. You <laughs> Instagram has the option to mute posts and stories. Mm-hmm. So besides our group, I basically muted everyone. They're, they're posting stories just so it doesn't even tempt me to go on there. And right. over the last few months, I don't even check it anymore. The thing is, it's it's pretty obvious if you're going to sit there and you're going to scroll at any at any point in the day, even if you're bored. You're whether you realize it or not, you're consuming Joe, Mary, Elizabeth's fucking life. Like even if it's just them shopping at the mall, why do you need to see that? Does it benefit your life at all? No. Do you? I mean, and if you care about what they're doing, then that might well, be a on top problem, of that. Like, but like your brain isn't capable of processing that many people's lives no, at once, and it shouldn't. Why? Right? Why does it matter? And the thing is, too, is like you were saying, it does distract you from what you're doing. It distracts you from what you're working on. And also, it, it takes one thing, and you might not even realize in that moment that seeing somebody's post or seeing somebody's story fucks with your own head and in return can manipulate something big that you're working on. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I know that, like I was saying, this has happened to you before where 
I see how hard you work and the amount of hours you put in and all the thought that you put into your videos and everything that you work on. And then, you know, there's been times that you're like pissed off or annoyed because somebody might not put in as much effort and then the views are just there. And it's like, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, why they're Mm -hmm. there for the person or not or whatever it may be. It's just the simple fact that when that comparison is there, it like fucking rips your brain apart. Like, and it's annoying. And there's nothing, once you see it, there's nothing you can do about it. And it really can distract you from your own bigger picture, which I think is the the biggest problem. And it's like, you know, you can care for the success of others and that's, that's great. And you can hope that people are living their best lives. But at the end of the day, you need to focus on your life and things that you're working on and consuming that much of other people's lives is going to take away from your own focus on your own. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's why it's important to live more of like an essential lifestyle where you're getting rid of a lot of the things that kind of cloud your mind. Absolutely. Especially if you're doing something creative like we do with YouTube and stuff. Like mm-hmm. if you if you don't if you're not creative, you basically get paid based on the quality of your ideas. Mm-hmm. So, the better your idea, the more likely it is more likely it is to get views the more the more money you make that's mm-hmm. how you make money as a content creator right. you get paid based on the quality of your ideas mm-hmm. so if your mind's clouded with all these things and you don't live a like a simplistic lifestyle and your brain is basically all over the place thinking about what this person's doing that person's doing comparing yourself to 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 100 people at once you're never going to think of good ideas right so you need to be able to completely clear your mind and have have like true clarity in order to think of better ideas and and you need to simplify as many things as possible Mm -hmm. and 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 that probably applies to anything that you want to do in life like if you if there's something that you want to achieve you you honestly shouldn't really be paying attention to anything else because it doesn't matter if if your goal is to achieve a particular thing like if your goal is to be have the best podcast on the planet right that is all that matters. There's no reason for you to be thinking about what Sally and Joe are doing right. or what they're achieving because it's irrelevant. Well, not only is it irrelevant, but I think the other thing that people don't realize is who you are is very different than who five other people are. Mm-hmm. And the way that, you know, the not only the way that it might work for others, but the type of people that, you know, other people are, that's not you. And it's like, I've realized even doing this myself that sometimes I'll look at a bunch of things and it doesn't ever really work in my benefit because I end up comparing myself to the point where I'm like, oh, I wish I had that. Like, I would do this a lot when I was younger. I wish I was nice like her or I wish Mm -hmm. I had qualities like her. But at the end of the day, it's fine to work on yourself, but you should never be working on yourself because you're you want to be more like someone else or, you know, and you can aspire to have things like you said, like the biggest podcast or the, you know, get X amount of views or have a huge channel. But that's fine to have those goals for yourself, but they shouldn't be goals because you want to one up other people that are doing it. Or like you said, it just that should be no, no thought of what mm-hmm. other people are doing. And and like I said, it's great if somebody else is having good success. Amazing. Good for them. But like you said, I think that's a really important part, like key part of what you said yeah. is that. It, it doesn't affect you and it shouldn't be something that you're focused on. Yeah. And it, it really comes down to just like mental discipline. I, I think the biggest thing that people can do, and I know this is, this is probably something that a lot of people aren't like, like, I, I don't know if you would necessarily do something like this, but I think a big thing is setting rules for yourself mm-hmm. the same way. Like if, if you look at anything, if you look at anything in society, it's everything's like ruled and law based. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So Basically, if you go and you murder somebody, then 
the rest of the humans in this world are like, okay, you murdered somebody, you should go to jail for it, mm-hmm. right? Because it's a bad thing. Right. You're being punished for a bad thing that you do. I think the same thing needs to apply to your life. Like you need to set rules for your life based on experiences that you went through that had negative consequences. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people who never accomplish anything in life are the ones who repeat the same stupid things over and over again. You know what that is the definition of? Insanity. <laughs> so... <laughs> So there's a lot of people who do this. Yeah, And I would say more people repeat bad things than the people who learn that all you need to do is make a list, mm-hmm. right? A list of rules where if you do something that resulted in negative consequences, write it down and make sure that you never do it again. Mm-hmm. And over time, as you build this list, you'll become more and more disciplined and you'll be more and more likely to accomplish whatever your goals are. Yep. And so, you actually, le- like you said, you learn from your mistakes. You learn from things in your life. Yeah. Because it's really easy. I think it's the easiest thing is, because I even, I'm guilty of this too, and this is just a small example, but with the social media thing, I can sit here and say, I know all of these things that I shouldn't be consuming other people's stuff, but out of habit and out of boredom, I still sit there and I scroll. But mm-hmm. literally right afterwards, I almost get like, not pissed off, but I'm like, that was so useless. Like, why did I even open the app? I saw nothing yeah. that brought any value to my life. And Well, also think about how valuable your time is. Yeah. You you only have X amount of time a day. Right. Do, do you want to spend that looking at other people's shit? No. Who 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 literally don't matter at all right. to like what your goals are? Mm-hmm. Like it's irrelevant. Right. So I think writing, actually writing a list down of like rules mm-hmm. and then rereading it so you can kind of help like make it more concrete in your mind yeah and 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 you do this as often as possible because if you keep repeating the same things and they keep having negative consequences nothing's gonna change you know nothing's gonna change what's the point right like at that point you're just being an idiot mm-hmm. no i agree and i know for some people it's it takes a little bit of time you know and i think too that it's I I mean, I've listened to podcasts um, like self-help podcasts and read books and, you know, you can read something that makes a lot of sense. Or for example, there's probably people listening that this makes a lot of sense to them and they're like, oh, I I should be doing that or I want to do that. But sometimes as humans, you know, we do continue to make the same mistakes over and over. And I think it does take each person their own time to go through something enough before they hit a breaking point and they're like, okay, I'm actually this miserable and I need to make a change and like it's going to happen right now. But it, it usually... I feel like unless you're a very, very self-disciplined person, it's really hard to just snap your fingers and say, okay, I'm going to mute everybody and I'm not going to go on Instagram ever again. So if you have that fallback, you know, don't beat yourself up. Like I feel like the most important thing I can say is always practice self-love within yourself. Like if you do something wrong or you revert back to the same mistakes or something that you feel like you, oh, like I've done that before and I should have known better. Like realize that it's, it's good that you're realizing it and try not to do it again like try to always yeah. do better and I, I just think that it's if you can just be patient with yourself but also make those lists and work on yourself and know your goals and be, actually be working towards a better version of you and a better you know not better but well better version of you yes but just constantly working on growing yourself and growing maybe it's a business you're working on or just something in your life you could even be a relationship you know what mm-hmm. I mean just anything yeah I think it's a matter of self-awareness and it's something that you have to chip away at yeah. So like if you you have to start being able to recognize if something you're doing is producing a negative outcome mm-hmm. for yourself mentally. And if you can't recognize that, you're going to fucking struggle. Yeah. Like at that, I don't know, go, go to like a therapist or something because you, you, you have to have <laughs> enough. Talk to somebody. You, yeah. You have to have enough self-awareness to at least recognize that what you're doing is producing a negative outcome. Once you do recognize that, 
then you can actually start addressing it. Yeah. So you can say, okay, every time I do this, this bad thing happens. I should probably stop doing this. I know it's hard to stop doing, Mm -hmm. but maybe over the next month I can reduce it. Right. So you don't have to get rid of Instagram completely if it produces produces negative thoughts, but maybe start unfollowing some people Mm -hmm. that lead to those negative thoughts that you don't need to look at every day because what's the point? Right. Like what's the point? Chip Doesn't away, matter. baby. Just keep chipping. Yeah, it's it's like a it's a long process. It's not gonna it's not something that you're just gonna like no. switch overnight. But anyway, moral of the story: there's too much to consume. There's too many things that exist online. The your, the human brain cannot take in that much information at once. The goal, the, the the secret right now in today's day and age is if you stay sane, you will be successful. <laughs> Literally. Because everyone's fucking insane nowadays. 50, okay. per, 50% of the population is like clinically so insane. stay sane, people. Yeah, it's it's true. Yeah. Social media is making people insane. But it's also... But it's also great. Yeah. Make it's sure, also, it's yeah. also your... Make I sure mean, you subscribe I mean, to I mean, this I mean, I mean, keep watching my videos. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. No, it, that is true though. No, I don't want it to seem true. completely negative. There's a lot of positives to no, social there media. Is, there is. The fact that people can connect to people all over, you know, from yeah. all over the world. There's oh, there's so many... The, the list is always... Look, besides social media, there's always going to be positives and negatives to everything in mm-hmm. life. It's just about when you see the negatives... You know, chip away at them, like you said, and yeah, work it's on. Same, it's the same as alcohol. If I drink eight of these, I would be puking my guts up, but I drink one, so I feel fine. Balance. It's all yeah, it's, about it's, balance. It's all which, about balance. Which Brandon himself is still learning. I have balance. No, he has I'm not, balance. I don't have balance. <laughs> no, that, no, that's good. I definitely think that you have a lot of knowledge that you can, you know, help people with, whether it's YouTube or just life in general. I feel like you have a good, big, heavy brain on you well i i i love as much as i talked a lot of shit about it but i do like love social media mm-hmm. like i i think we're very lucky that we exist in this time where you can do whatever you want so as hard as it is where you're throwing all these things you, you do have complete freedom absolutely and and that's important because the, the, i don't know i feel like this is the only time in history where you can literally do whatever the fuck you want and yeah. still make money from it you can make a fucking podcast where you get hammered every night and talk about anything you want right and and, and, yeah. and you can make money from it that's mind-blowing right. because there's other people in the world that like the same thing that you do mm-hmm. so that part of social media i like a lot i also like like the opportunity aspect of it yeah i i like the game of trying to figure out how to make an interesting video. I like mm-hmm. being able to entertain people. I like, I want to make content that really shocks and awes and is original and authentic. Mm-hmm. That's like my mission right now. That's all, that, that's all that I care about. Yeah. Making, making content where people watch and they're like, holy shit, that was mm-hmm. insane. Right. Not content where they watch and a bunch of drunk people yeah, they, 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 going out to a they, bar. Again, getting drunk. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm done with that shit for, for the, pe- for the people listening who like watching those videos. I'm, I'm retired. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, I think it's great though. And I think that, I think that it kind of is like a full circle in a way. Like I feel like you might not have started on social media, but like I said, I feel like you've always been a hardworking um, person that just u- likes to use his brain and do something. I just feel like you've never just been somebody that just settles or anything like that. So I think the fact that you know, you now are in a place where you're pouring all of your passion and all of your thought and your hard work into these videos and 
you know, you're trying to turn it into something that is successful, you know, business-wise, but also brings you happiness and brings you pleasure and something that you're genuinely proud of sharing and creating, I feel like you're finally, in my opinion, you're finally at a place that you might feel more. I also want to build things that eventually have an impact on society and aren't just like, I'm not, I don't want to just make something because it benefits me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I felt like that was how it was sometimes with the content. I know there's people that are entertained by that Mm -hmm. sort of content, but I don't want to build something just because it like benefits me. Right. Just because you're making money from it or people are watching. I don't care about the money side of things. A, A certain amount of money and it's like. Yeah, Brandon has a sugar mama. He doesn't need. Why do you need more? I don't care about a fancy car. I drive a a fucking Corolla. Mm -hmm. I I I like don't care about any of that shit. It doesn't. He doesn't live in a closet anymore. But all that I care about (laughs) in terms of like business stuff right now is creating a video that has an impact on somebody's life in some way. Like that's the point that I want to get to. I want to I want to create videos where people watch them. They go wow, and and they think about it for a week. Well. That's the point that I want to get you to. You might not know this, but I'm sure that even when you were doing your drunk videos, <laughs> there's always going to be someone, at least one person, that it might seem dumb to you. And and at the end of the day, like we said, and we've discussed already a, a bunch, that you know your happiness is just as equally important. But those videos also, I'm sure, have brought light to someone's day. Like somebody might have had the worst day mm-hmm. and was so upset, but then they watched your drunk vlog or even one of your fa- your older you know family videos or the video that you just posted well, no matter which video it was they watched it and they it made them feel better so i think the most important thing like is for you also is to just remember that no matter what you are affecting people mm-hmm. and you are bringing you know light to people's days especially if people are having a harder day and like your videos are their escape essentially you know what i mean and it's i think that it's like that with anybody that creates content on YouTube, whether it's videos or even podcasts or, you know, anything it may be, TikTok. Like, I feel like people go on those things to kind of escape in a sense. And I feel like it's the best of both worlds is when they're, you know, they have an escape and it's also something that you are proud of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I want to give people like a next level escape. We're getting there. You are. Absolutely. And you will. And I feel like you're already on your on the road to that so and soon this would be the number one podcast in the world we are getting there and you can say when i maybe you have to box joe rogan one day when i well i'm i don't want to fight him (laughs) i i told a really good fighter i told um i told julie that i would take take it that he could still be on top i'll be right under him like i'll I'll settle for that that's, I'll let him that, have the lead. That's nice. Yeah, it is nice of me. I don't I don't look at him as competition. I look at him as a great man that I just will be one step under. Maybe one step over. But I won't box him. You won't box him? No. I'll be on his podcast one day. But luckily, this was the first podcast that I was on. So luckily, you come on my podcast to talk about one day being on Joe Rogan's podcast. I will be on his podcast. Okay, today. that's great and lovely. All right, but what about the fact that you're on this podcast today? It's fantastic. I'm, and, you know, I'm, I, I told you I was I was happy this was my first official podcast. Yeah, I was on it with with Jesse and Claudia and stuff, but this is like a your first one like one on one personal one. Yeah. Yes, but I just want you to be aware that when this is just you know explosive, that you're going to be able to say I was the second one ever on. We are all insane. I will. Yeah. But that being said, do you have anything else to say? Because if not, 
it was so great having you here. I think that's it. And you've been you've been totally cut after your Joe Rogan comments. <laughs> okay. You're cutting me from the podcast. Cut, totally cut. All fired. of this footage done for. Yep. Just trash it. Not welcome back. Okay. Well. But seriously, thank you for coming on. And I'm sure everybody can learn a lot from your story. And I love listening to you talk and share your wisdom and brains. You wizard. Thanks, Deb. You're welcome.